I'm Cam. I'm Casey. And we would be hanging out a lot this summer. But are unfortunately separated by quarantine. He's in Maryland. And he's in New Mexico. So we figured we'd start planning the road trip now. Every week we'll pitch a song to create the perfect road trip playlist. And probably veer off topic quite a bit. So this is Cam and Casey Across the Country. <laughs> What's this week's theme, Cameron? <laughs> this week's theme. This week's theme. It's all about media. It's all about TV. TV shows, movies, TikTok, video games, whatever you want, whatever you do, and pulling your favorite songs from those genres. This one, I'm, I'm going back to FIFA 14. I talk about FIFA all the time. We've, I think it's three, I think it's three weeks in a row that we're talking. I think about it's FIFA. three for three. And part of the reason I wanted this to be this week's theme is I didn't want to keep talking about FIFA songs. I just wanted to get it. Like I want to address it and I can move on. Yep, fair. And the only way I can do that is by talking about my favorite FIFA song ever. This song is what actually sparked really my taste in music for about five years because of like, what, like I mentioned last time, like Pandora radio stations and like Spotify suggestions. And it's one of the more slept on FIFA songs, I feel like. And it makes me kind of sad because I really like these guys. They're kind of a small band. At the time, they only had one EP out, I believe. But the song is called Dreaming by... Spotify. I knew it. I so knew it. FIFA 14, baby. <laughs> I love this song to death. I listen to it all the time. I would just log on to FIFA and just like stay in the menu for like three minutes just to listen to this song before I like even did anything. Um, an absolute banger. I love it. Let's uh, let's take a listen. Dude, it's so fun. It's so upbeat. It's so like summary it's perfect for a road trip oh it's fantastic it reminds me of like getting home from school in the fall when like this was like back in middle school so we didn't have like homework or anything but it's like still really warm out like you want to be doing stuff because it still feels like summer yeah but it's it's fall so you're like inside playing video games like that's what this like reminds me of like that's like the period of time where it's like after school just like grinding on FIFA for like hours after school. <laughs> I love this song so much. And it's great for Road Trip because of how upbeat it is. It is a bit of a banger, I have to say, for this like duration of time in the Road Trip. But it's just so fun. Like everyone's going to feel good. I don't know. I just love this song so much. <laughs> it's like a post gas station first song. It's like, all right, we're exactly. back. Exactly. Welcome yeah, back. <laughs> everyone fueled up again. They're a fun. Uh... They're also a fun group, I feel like, to be sort of like my favorite little niche of music is like ones that most people might not know, but a few people do. So it's like, I don't know, it's it's not like super underground that it that everybody's like, what what's this? Um, it's like the middle of the music festival poster is like my favorite group of musicians. What cracks me up about these guys is like this song has like over 60 million streams on Spotify. So it's obviously very big, but at the time it was, this band only had one EP out um, and it was self-titled. It was called small pools in 2013. Mm -hmm. And it was, I believe the first music project I ever actually bought on iTunes without like Funny. downloading it from somewhere or like just going to YouTube to listen to it instead. This was the one I was like, yes, because all four songs are good. Dreaming is my favorite. 
but Mason Jar, Over and Over, and No Story Time. The other three songs on this EP are fire. I used to listen to this whole, this whole EP could honestly just be my songs for today, but honestly, Dreaming, I think is the best. It's my favorite, and it was the only one on FIFA. But the whole EP is so good. I love this. I love this project. FIFA really is, I don't know who is working for FIFA that's like finding all these songs, but they're so good. It's like, I feel like before TikTok coming up with like really good random songs, it was FIFA. <laughs> it definitely. FIFA, every year people look forward to like the FIFA playlist each year because it was always different. Like each FIFA kind of had its own sound, but they always got hits on the soundtracks. Like I can't think of a recent FIFA that really missed on its soundtrack. FIFA walked so TikTok could run. Um, no, I feel like a lot of other video games too, like try and do that, and they do a good job, and they're getting better. I feel like like Madden has never focused on the music, like it's all been sort of like pump up songs from the '90s or whatever. Um, and then 2K does an okay job, but they're mainly finding like like rappers who are still. I think they had the Higher Brothers on like 2K19, I think, which I thought was like kind of cool, but. I think FIFA is definitely the best because the FIFA also mixes genres the most. Yeah, F FIFA definitely has a specific sound. Like you hear a song and you're like, that's a FIFA song. Yeah. But the nice thing is that can mean pretty much anything. I mean, I've heard everything from like alternate rock, indie music, rap songs. I think the only thing I haven't heard is like pure EDM instrumentals. I think they have to have vocals to be on the soundtrack. Okay. But every other genre has been covered and it's weird to say that because ea typically gets the small things like that really wrong about their video games but they consistently hit every fifa it's the only thing they do well with fifa but they consistently <laughs> hit every year so props to them for for hitting hitting the soundtracks out of the park because i agree i think fifa has the best soundtracks out of their sports games you know compared to madden compared to nhl compared to 2k um i think fifa has the best for my first song i'm gonna go with a tv show i tried to do a similar tone for all my songs so we're getting later in the road trip so they're a little bit i wouldn't say slower but they're a little darker if anything and they and they're sort of i feel like a little bit more deep cuts um so they might not be as well known but i was hoping they would all kind of sound the same they're all similar instrumentals things like that the first one I decided to do a little bit more uh, popular, so like everyone knew, just to get started. And so mine is synonymous with the TV show that it's in, and it's All For Us by Labyrinth and Zendaya from yes. the TV show. <laughs> yes. This was the oh, overlap that I thought we might have. <laughs> I love that song. I did not have this on my list, actually. I, To be honest forgot about euphoria when i was looking up songs like this because in my head dude, I'm thinking, that soundtrack is so good i always think of the instrumentals i never think of like the actual yeah. songs they have similar to like book smart you know how like they have some songs but um dan the automator for, um primarily produced the music and it's a lot of instrumentals and i completely forgot oh that's such a good that's a good one i like that pick i was gonna do um i didn't actually pick any from book smart even though i could have but i was gonna do um like one from the soundtrack like 
I mean, they've got tons, uh, like old songs and like Meg the Stallion, like just some really good ones in the soundtrack. And then I checked the score and I was like, oh, but I want something with lyrics. So this is kind of like a happy medium. And I do think it's like probably the best one in the show. And it's really, really good. And it's great because it started out in the show with just Labyrinth. And then the last time they do it with Zendaya, like makes the song. I think it totally makes it better. So it's fantastic. It's already a great song and they add Zendaya to it. It's beautiful. This is all for us. Yeah, dog. Crazy. That song goes so crazy. The show is great. The, all of the all of the songs were like Labyrinth did such a good job producing and making the soundtrack for that show. And the thing is, Labyrinth, at least to me, kind of had this reputation of being experimental from what I had heard, where like he was using weird sounds. But to me, he had a lot of misses. Like there were a few hits that he had, but a lot of times I would listen. I was like, it almost sounded like he was he was going a little too far with the weird sounds, with the the non traditional projects, I guess. But it really works in Euphoria, like oh my really God. well. Like yeah. despite the fact that like he's using out of the ordinary instruments and other sounds, it fits really well, and it still sounds good. Like when you hear it, you're not like, ooh, that's weird. You hear it and you're like, that's different, but it sounds really good at the end of the day. And I think part of that's because of how well it fits with the show. But I think yeah. most of his songs stand alone pretty well as just songs outside of like being a soundtrack for Euphoria. Yeah, it's by far my favorite score of a TV show and then probably my favorite score of anything. And like, it's one of the only things because I have the entire score without the lyrics on my phone and I don't really even skip them anytime they come on. Like... And I probably could have picked one for this episode and neither of us would have been upset about it. Like Nate's theme is so good. Oh, yeah. um, we could have a whole, not even a whole episode, we could have a whole podcast about Euphoria. <laughs> this is so... the only TV show that I watched, that I re- that I watched every episode like three times before the next one even came out. Like, I swear to God, I watched everyone definitely at least twice, probably three times like the week that it came out and then the next one would come out and I'd do it again. Like it's so good. It's so almost perfect. If they can match season two, if they can even like be half as good as season one on season two, it would be up there with some of my favorite shows. Like I still got to see more for it to like, it's got to prove itself past one season, but I kind of think it can. I feel I, I uh, believe in it. I wonder how like quarantine is going to like impact its quality. Cause like they were either starting to film or very close to it when like the pandemic started breaking out. Yeah. And I wonder like, do they take what they had before the pandemic and they just do exactly that once they can, or do they kind of take this extra time? And they're like, what can we tweak? Like, can we make this better? Can we change this aspect or do they just leave it exactly the same without any changes? Yeah, probably the uh, latter. I mean, if you're writing a script and you're filming it, you're tweaking it up until you are at, like done editing. Um, and so, and also HBO, I don't think really gives a f- when they release anything. So like it might be slated for 2021, but if this pandemic goes until 2021, they're going to be like, all right, 2023, you know what I mean? They, they're not going to care. Right. Yeah. Um, so if anything, I just hope it doesn't get overwritten in any way or uh, 
That's a good point. Yeah. Overproduced. They just got to get Labyrinth back on the project. Oh, he's on it. I think Euphoria is a great show. I don't think it works nearly as well without Labyrinth. No, Labyrinth. The soundtrack adds so much to the show. It's the two work together so well. Yeah, the aesthetic of that show is so important to the like story. Like it's one of those things that if the costume design, if the cinematography, if the uh, score was different than it actually is, the show wouldn't be even close to the same. And it's funny. It's funny that you chose. I mean, this was an actual song, but Labyrinth is more known for his instrumentals and like the soundtrack of Euphoria. Um, so I think for my next song, I am gonna go for an instrumental as well. Originally, I wasn't going. Okay. To, cool. But I'm gonna. I'm changing my pick at the last second. Um, and it is another FIFA song, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but this song is not known for being a FIFA song. Like this song was huge outside of FIFA. But I did stumble upon it through FIFA, so it still counts. But I'm going to go with The Knights by Avicii. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's not much more to say. Everyone kind of knows what Avicii sound, sounds like. Um, very similar tone throughout all of his songs. But The Knights just hit a little bit different for me. Yeah, I don't know. I like this song a lot because it definitely a lot of Avicii's stuff sounds is more of an instrumental project than a song. Yeah. So I like it when he produces an actual song when it's you know he actually has someone vocalizing on it, singing on it instead of just the uh, instead of just like levels. I think levels is either only instrumental or maybe someone does like a chorus that repeats like throughout the entire song. Mm-hmm. But this one actually has like it's more constructed. Like there's parts to it, there's choruses, there's verses, there's it's a full song, I feel like. Yeah. More than there's an instrumental. It's it's another fun like jam song. I feel like we have very different tones for this week, <laughs> which is fun. Um but yeah, I'm not a big EDM person, but I think anything like this is gonna get anybody involved. Like I the chorus is great. Yeah, it's very upbeat, very positive. Um and very sing-alongy. Like, you know, that was a big part of our first um, hour of the road trip. But I think even at this point, you still want songs every now and then that you, anyone can just kind of start singing along to. And even if you don't know this song, it's so catchy. Like, you would pick on it super quickly. Um, so that's good. It get, gets everyone's spirits up. It's one of those songs where it's not very complex, but it just makes you kind of happy to listen to it. Like, there's not a lot... I can't really say I could like um, dissect it and like try to get some deeper meaning out of it. Uh It's very, for me, it's a very surface level, enjoyable song just to kind of listen to. Yeah. Which there's no problem with that, obviously. Yeah. Hopefully that doesn't throw your theme off. We're kind of going back and forth tonally here. I think that's fine. I think we're, we're figuring out like what our own interpretations of these things are. And um, yeah, I wanted to go, not darker on purpose they all just kind of ended up being like that because these are just some of the most they were the things that popped in my head the most when i thought of songs that i got from specific media so this choice was a little bit harder because i didn't know what to choose i had a lot to go for because i i wasn't big on mtv but i watched a little bit of mtv (laughs) and i'm not talking like 
music video, like MTV2 or VH1 or whatever. I'm talking like some of the dramatic shows that they had kind of <laughs> slapped. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't a big reality show, reality fan. Um, okay. But like, okay, full disclosure, I had a crush on somebody. <laughs> you know who it is. I'm not going to say the name. <laughs> and because um, I highly doubt she listens to this. And no uh, uh, she was a big fan of Teen Wolf. And I was like, Chief, I got to start watching <laughs> Teen Wolf so I have something to talk to her about, right? It's then the got mad hooked on Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> and she stopped watching Teen Wolf. So I watched it all the way through. So I was like, I'm going to pick a Teen Wolf song. So then when I was looking through Teen Wolf songs, there were some good ones. Don't get me wrong. But then I remembered some other MTV songs. This is a huge buildup for a song that's not even worth the buildup. I'm so excited. There was this show on MTV called Faking It that was about this these two girl best friends who went to this uber, uber liberal high school where you had to be some form of a minority to be popular. It was like this weird <laughs> premise. Okay. And progressive. Um, they <laughs> I, both decide to come out as dating each other. They're both straight. And they pretend to be dating. And so they become really popular. And then one of them finds out that she's not straight and is really into her. And the other one is not. So there was this song. I think it might have been the finale. Because it was like this really kind of like sad love song. It's called Our Love's Gold. One of my favorite songs just like in my library. um, That's just the single. Never listen to anything else by this person. But it's just kind of like... It's pretty different. It's it's a a very original song. So uh, I'll, I'll play it. So it's just a, it's just a good song. I like don't have much to say about it. I I will talk about MTV gladly, but uh, it's very yeah, uh, banana avocado voice. But this is 2014, so it's like prime for that. And I love songs that sound like a season finale. So this one was perfect. Cause I think it was a season finale. <laughs> yeah, I. I had never heard this song before, but I totally get that vibe from it of being like a very final episode, season finale theme song. Yeah, I'd never heard that song before. MTV used to, okay, I like, again, I can't really rave enough about MTV ultimately because it's like perfect. It was a perfect evolution television wise for me because I really liked Disney Channel shows probably until I was too old. And MTV is like a step up from that. It's like still pretty trashy, but like... Will pull it like will get you emotionally invested, and I genuinely think Teen Wolf was a pretty good show. Uh, but they had, but the thing I really liked about it is that their music choices were always off the charts because that's their company, and so they had this ticker at the bottom of the screen that whenever a song would come on, it would say who it was, so you like wouldn't have to look up the lyrics and be distracted from the show. Oh, that's that's fantastic. I wish more. I wish more people did that. <laughs> yeah, I got tons and tons of songs from MTV. Like if you watch any of their shows um awkward faking it like they all got great great song like song choices my third and final song because i decided i would do a third song i wasn't gonna but i really like this song it was technically in fifa (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) but i really like love this song and started listening to it more after i heard it in the movie book smart sweet um the song is slip away by perfume yes oh i forgot about this one yeah yeah 
it's a song for one of the best scenes in the movie and i just love the movie in general but this song and the scene it was paired with the best scene in the whole movie yeah i would agree actually it is i think it is the best scene it it's just so good and the song is amazing in the scene and on its own i yeah i can't say enough about it it's just a fantastic song much different tonally than my first two songs it's more aligned with like the songs you've pitched so far cool okay let's hit it this song is just it's so good i don't i think part of the reason i love it so much is just it's so simple like a lot of times songs that try to have this vibe i feel like end up overproduced um most notably comes to mind is john bellion who really tries to go for this sound (laughs) and more often than not overproduces his projects in contrast to this to slip away by perfume genius which really is just very simple you know the beginning is just some drums and then the vocals come in and it goes so hard (laughs) i love this song song. dude i love this song and i love this movie even more i like i think it's gonna go in my top like 25 like it's uh ever you think yeah i make i'm trying to make a top 50 so maybe top 50 um but it was definitely my favorite last year i love high school movies I'm almost glad that we didn't see it when we were seniors in high school because I would have been like bawling my eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those movies that I put on and I like I'm immediately happy afterwards. And there are very few movies that I think do that for me. I liked it a lot more than eighth grade when it came out because it sure. came out at the same time. And they're similar in what they're talking about. Eighth grade is obviously based in eighth grade, though. Booksmart is high school seniors. But eighth grade definitely felt much more negative, which fits the tone. Like in eighth grade, you hate yourself. Like that's part <laughs> of being a middle schooler. Yeah. But I don't know. I like when I finished eighth grade, I I didn't feel as much like, oh, what a good movie as much as I was like, damn, that was just so rough <laughs> throughout. Yeah, and there's no it's scene. very true to what it's like to be a middle schooler. It does a very yeah. good portrayal of what it is like to be that age. But I just love, like, watching Booksmart first year in college after having just finished senior year and looking at it as, like, I just went through that. It felt much happier to me than eighth grade. Like, eighth grade, I was just like, damn, dude, I never, ever want to be there again. That was the worst. And my eighth grade wasn't even that bad. Like, I didn't hate the eighth grade. But after watching that movie, I was like, damn, I hated eighth grade. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I don't know. I think my favorite thing about Booksmart is that a lot of teen comedies, particularly like the 80s, um, you're like, okay, this is the 80s. Like this feels like the 80s or like Days and Confused. I know it's 90s, takes place in the 70s, but like you're like, this is supposed to feel like the 70s. I feel like a lot of high school movies now kind of try and lean the direction of being like timeless. Like they're like, okay, let's try not to have any mention of what's going on nowadays. Let's be more timeless. Booksmart is like, nah, like it feels like a movie from 2019, which I think is a huge benefit to it with the soundtrack and what they're talking about and what they're doing. Um, I love that. Like when the two dorky kids get to the party and they think they're going to get ridiculed, nobody gives a like they're all just like, what's up? It's the nerdy kids. Like it just feels like a high school party. And I feel like a lot of 
kids in this generation get a, a lot of hate. I mean, our generation, like get a lot of hate for being vain and negative and stuff. And this kind of takes that out the window. And it's like, no, like we're all like, we're just, just kids, you know, just figuring it out. I think it's wonderful. I totally agree. I feel like by book smart trying to be a movie and a reflection of the current time period, it's going to become more timeless than the other movies that tried to be timeless because Booksmart is just way more authentic. Like anyone can associate with the characters and the situations in Booksmart because it's just telling the high school experience in like 2019, you know, that era. And I think it's it's much more true, like you were saying, to what it's like being in high school and graduating from high school than a lot of recent interpretations. Yeah, I also love movies that like are unapologetically like a movie. Like it felt realistic, <laughs> right. but if you're watching like Lady Bird, you're like, okay, Lady Bird is a reflection of this. Like it's a true story or whatever, or very, very realistic. Booksmart is like, we're going to be realistic, but we're also going to have this giant grandiose ending that probably would never happen. Like it, it just feels like a movie and like, that's fine. There's no, there's, I think there's a lot of like, uh, I mean, I'm a film major, so particularly among film majors, <laughs> this sort of like rejection of being like unrealistic or even overly optimistic. It's like, that's not true to life. It's like, who cares? It's a movie. Like, just be a movie. Exactly. Have fun with it. It's, a, it's fun to watch and fun to be part of because of those moments. Yeah. It's also on Hulu. So anybody who hasn't seen it, highly recommend. Of the movie. And Dan the Automator killed the soundtrack. I didn't choose any of his songs. But he deserves all kinds of praise for what he did. Shout out to Dan the Automator. And so for my final song, I'm going to pick a movie song as well. Very, very different movie. But another movie that I also love. Uh, my song is called I Get Overwhelmed by Dark Rooms from the movie A Ghost Story. So I think you know it. We've played this for you before a bunch. It's just a really great song. They they put it in the movie as if the main character is the singer of the movie and it's Casey Affleck and I totally don't buy it, but it still works really well in the movie <laughs> and for the tone. So this is I get overwhelmed. Oh, and it feels like a finale song for sure. <laughs> It's one of my one of my other favorite genres of music is what I like to call epic sad, <laughs> oh, where it's yes. like seems like it should be really upbeat, but it's like definitely epic, but it's also kind of sad, and uh, probably didn't need to explain it. Epic sad is self explanatory, <laughs> um, but yeah, I get overwhelmed. The vocals are great. Um, a ghost story is a super weird, um, very artsy, I think, movie, but this song kind of helps tie all the themes together. I think they play it twice throughout the movie. And yeah, I love it outside of the movie. I think it works in a lot of different things. Epic sad is definitely a fun car theme because you can, you can belt it with the boys. Come on. For sure. I feel like we're, we're slowly approaching that, that time. In the we're getting tree. there. <laughs> I do really like this song for a lot of the re same reasons. I liked slip away. Like, it's not overly complex. It's, it is what it is. It's simple, but it's so well made. Like, the parts that they did use are so good. It all fits together well. Um, and yeah, I, I always love that sound of, like, the instruments are very epic. Maybe tonally a little sad, a little darker. 
but the song is supposed to be sad so you get this like weird kind of like whiplash between like trying to like you know kind of nod your head and get with it but also just kind of being weighed down and sad by it i love the, the like difference there and how it's it's the same song it's one song but you feel sure. very uh twisted because of it you're feeling two very different emotions yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, but it's definitely a, a confusing tone of the movie. Like, you don't know how whether to feel bad or feel good because um, it's all thematic. Like, there's not really a story that goes on with it. Um, and, I mean, A24 knows what they're doing with filmmaking and with the music choices. So there's not much that I can say about this song. I think it's just very, very well put together. Super smart song. And speaking of songs that enhance another form of media that was not made for that this is probably top of the list because it looks mm-hmm. as if it's supposed to be made for this movie it's not um and it works perfectly like they could not have picked a better song yeah i think a ghost story is i have not watched it yet but i've liked a lot of the other a24 movies that were i think came out around the same time like i think swiss army man was like around the same time when a24 was smaller right because right now they're still not like the biggest movie producers in the world but like i think a lot of people are more familiar with them now i think they're bigger with like movies like midsummer um oh shoot what's the other lady one bird called? lady bird was one that came out before midsummer that was also hereditary movies. hereditary yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I think those kinds of movies definitely made them bigger, but yeah, I still need to, I need to watch a lot of them cause I am not super caught up, but I have watched a few, like, uh, like Ex Machina and, uh, yeah, Swiss one Army of my favorite movies, scenes. but yeah, I need to get caught up cause they're also really good at pairing. Like they're so good with the songs they choose and fitting it through their projects. We already talked about a 24, a little bit with euphoria. Um, and I mean, yeah, I, I think both all of us have said forever that A24 has been like our favorite studio. And um, I'm really happy about the notoriety that they're getting because I do think they're putting out the best content right now. Um, because it's a nice balance for them of like mainstream movies and sort of like really niche, weird indie movies. And they both and they know what's good. Like if a movie is really good for them, they're going to put a lot of marketing behind it. They're killing it. They're definitely putting out the best movies right now. So that's the uh, end of hour five. We're already uh, hour. What? That's like we're like twenty percent of the way hour five. there. Wait, is that hour five or hour four? I thought that was hour four. Oh, is it hour four? Am I wrong? I think it might be. I think it's hour four because <laughs> that's what I have at least. I don't. Oh, you're right. You're right. Hour four. Got a little ahead of myself. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, the road um, trip's just zooming by. We're having too much fun. We're having too much fun. And I feel like for hour five, um, at this point in the road trip, I, me personally, I would almost like not be listening to music as much. Like I would either be, it would be like a, like a podcast or an audio book or something. Like people were not. I agree. A little, yeah. bit, little bit calmer. Getting into a lull at this point for sure um so because of that my theme for next week is uh like lyrics just the best lyrics in a song so we're going to focus on the writing to emphasize just the uh narrative nature of this hour of the of the road trip fantastic i love it
and we'll uh we'll see you next week thanks for listening